welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and it's a great day to be alive and serving the Lord. It's a good day to be breathing. <laughs> Any day above ground is a good day, and uh, so God has been show- just showing off. You know, He's just He loves to just show off. And I've got Harley Ballou in the house with me. You know, he has to be because he has to actually record the program <laughs> and produce it. And uh, has to listen to me every single week. So welcome, Harley. And I hear you on the air, too. I hear <laughs> you when air. we record the broadcast and when it plays. Yeah. Well, you know, and some people, like we do, we record the Facebook Live. And so some of them think that's the only time it airs. That's the only thing it is. But Facebook Live, it actually airs on Sunday mornings in Kerrville at 10 a.m. Really? Yes, well, see, it I does. Didn't you that. didn't know that, but you know. So it airs on Facebook simultaneously while it's on the air on KERV. No, it airs right now live while we're recording it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then the actual show itself will air on we'll Sunday air on morning. Sunday. And then at our other stations on Wilkins Radio now, it airs at different times. So. Okay. Praise God. Is all that on your website? It is. It's all, all on my times. website. It is. And, and uh, I bet you didn't have a thing to do with that. Not one thing, because I would have not a clue how to put anything on a website. I can barely turn this Facebook yeah. Live thing on without Dawn here and hit the timer. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I had a great time. You know where I was at last week? I was in Georgia. Really? I was in the Georgia Peach, and I had a great time. And uh, Which town? Uh, Dalton, Georgia. Dalton. Dalton, okay. Georgia at Faith Life Center. Give a shout out to them. Precious people. Precious, precious people. So kind. So welcoming, and uh, and you know, they wanted to hear from the Word of God. They wanted to hear what God had for them, and, and we had so many praying here and fasting for those men, and you know, there is the word fasting. Right. Most of us don't like it. Yeah, right. But, you know, there is that word, and so we had people praying and fasting here. We had people praying and fasting there, and we had such a wonderful uh, move of God there. I ministered Sunday morning and Sunday night, and and you know, Harley, I'm a little, I'm a little fiery. I'm a little, you know, I'm not your normal. Just, I'm not. Sometimes I can preach instead you, of just you teach. Yell. Yeah, well, if I get really excited, but I don't mean to, it just kind of happens. And I think a couple of times I saw their hair blowing back, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the pastor is so precious, and and I said, uh, I don't. Are y'all used to screamers in here? And they started laughing, and he he told me later. He said, Well, I'm just, I really just teach. And he said, But they really, he told me later. He said they really liked your your personality and the way you preach and your fieriness. And I said, So when well, you yell, is that your mom voice? Uh, well, that, that could that be my mom voice or my wife voice, but I'm trying okay. to get out of doing that. Okay. See, you know, after so many years being married, you're not, you just shouldn't let yell at your husband. <laughs> no, I really don't. But yeah, I can get a little carried away, excited about what God's doing. And that, but that's my personality and, and God works within our personality. You know, right. he doesn't make us be, I tried to be all that demure, quiet, reserved, and man, it did not work for me. Yeah. So might as well just be who God created you to be. And they were okay with that there. And uh, so I got to share, uh, you know, some of my testimony. And then, of course, I ministered the, in the Word, and, and he had invited me specifically to come because he wanted uh, me to minister on healing. And so he had caught my TV program. And some people oh. don't realize that I actually have a TV program that's called Be Free. And then the radio show, some people think the live Facebook feed is the TV show. Well, no, that's just the Facebook feed of the radio show that will air on Sundays. 
and so uh, he was. Uh, you got to be. You got to be intentional. Intentional about watching my TV program because it airs in the middle of the night. So uh, it was 12 a.m. It comes you can on DVR it. Right, you can DVR it. It comes on 12 a.m. on uh, Fridays, and it's on Impact Network, uh, Dish Direct, and all of that. So 12 a.m. on Fridays, 2 a.m. on Saturday, 3 a.m. on Sunday, 4:30 a.m. on Thursday. So you see what I mean. You got to really right. want to watch it or DVR it. So he said he accidentally caught me, and I was teaching on the series that I have on "You Can Be Healed in Your Body, Mind, and Spirit." He turned the TV program TV on again. I guess he couldn't sleep, and he watched. He saw me again, and he, he said he'd been praying for the Lord to send someone to him to his church to minister to them and help kind of boost them and and encourage them and and teach them and just somebody fresh to come in. Well, you know, I am definitely different, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, had he had lady preachers before? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. That was so. kind of a groundbreaker for him. Right, yeah. right. And but you know they just seemed to respond and and I ministered about, you know, God healing your mind, body and spirit, John 3 John 2 that the, it says beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, which is your mind, will and emotions. And um, some incredible things happened. See in my mind, I thought when I went I thought that we were going to, I mean, I was ready to see blinded eyes open. I was ready to see, you know, legs grow out and all this stuff. And this is what I thought. And pray for people's hearts to be mended in their mind, you know, those type of things. But you had faith to see I had faith to see healing. that. Yes, that's what I, I mean. We, I was praying to say, God, if there's somebody there that needs a physical healing, I'm believing that nothing is too difficult. So miracles. And, um, but I did not know that this pastor... And those in his congregation. Funny thing, start, start, go back. All these uh, women, like my age and maybe a little younger, were, they would all say, I'm the pastor's daughter. I'm the pastor's daughter. I'm the pastor's daughter. And none of them looked alike. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm pondering. And he'd introduce somebody. This is my daughter. This is my grandchild. This is my daughter. And I was, my brain, you know, I was trying to, to, to track with I thought it. you're in the Mormon. Yeah, right. I just couldn't. I was like, <laughs> I am so confused on this. But here's what happened. This pastor would take in foster children that had been oh. abused. And even his biological daughters, friends growing up, and they would minister to them and mentor them. And he would become a dad to them. Well, I did not realize this. And so... He's, he's, after all this has started to make, make sense in my mind, but I didn't realize this until I had to, after I'd already ministered what I ministered. Now I realize why the Holy Spirit had me share what he had me to share. And why he watched you so many times. Yes. Why God had him see you on TV. Yes, absolutely. God had a plan that, I mean, it was like God had a, the Holy Spirit had a sneak attack on me because I had no clue, Harley, no That's clue. That's best. It's best that way because it probably would have messed with my faith and I'd try to figure it out and work it all out. But I began to share, and as you know, Harley, and I've mentioned several times on the program, we have new stations now that are joining us. So, you know, my mother was an alcoholic uh, for many, many years, and uh, she had, was married six times. We had men in and out of our lives and, uh, you know, stepfathers and, you know, I was sexually abused and abused by my uncle and I lived with this one, that one, the other one, and I had such fear and rejection 
and I would barely even speak up, wouldn't really want to look anybody in the eye, keep my head down. And, uh, but I got saved at 10 years old. Uh, but at nine years old, you know, I, I tell the story, and there's a reason I'm going to tell this. Uh, at nine years old, my mother passed out at the wheel while she was driving. And we were out in the middle of the country outside of Lubbock, Texas. And uh, when she laid her head over on the, uh, that was back when you had those great big Buicks, those great big tank cars, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm so ancient, you don't have to wear, you didn't have to wear seat belts, okay? Right, yeah. So we're driving along in the middle of the night out on this huge highway outside of Lubbock, Texas, out in the country, and cars everywhere. And I laid my head down, Harley, on her thigh, you know, while she was driving. And I was sleepy. I'm nine years old. And so I laid my head over, and as, as I mean, I no longer got laid down, and I heard a man's voice from behind me say, Get up! Get up now! Well, it startled me. I sat, I shot up, and I looked around for this man's voice. Of course, there's nobody in the car but me and Mama. At that time I raised up Harley, my mother at that instant, she passed out at the wheel, and she laid her head over. She had the window rolled down. She laid her head over on the windowsill. She just kind of slumped over that direction, right? And when she did, her, all of her weight went down on the accelerator, which mm-hmm. means we are now speeding and she's passed out. The car is weaving in and out of traffic. Cars are coming at us. And you know what I did? Now, I'd never, my, I didn't know my biological father. At this point, I hadn't even met him. Men are coming in and out of our lives. I'm being passed around. All these things are happening. I'm with my mom some, aunts and uncles some, grandparents some, friends some. But when she passed out, I'd never been to church except for Easter. I remember going to Easter one time. You know what came out of my spirit? I said, Father, I didn't say Jesus, which is shocking to me. But as I was ministering in Dalton, Georgia, and I began to see the picture of what was happening in this church and why God sent me there, I realized I had this revelation of why I cried out, Father. Father was who I needed. Mm -hmm. Father was what the cry in my spirit was. In fact, Harley, I would write letters, and I would... Uh, I would say to my daddy, I would like to meet you. I would like to know what you look like. You know, do you have dark eyes? Da, da, da. And I would, I would write these letters, you know, and send them, but they, of course, didn't go anywhere. And uh, so this was in my, my little spirit as a little girl. And I did not know when I was ministering that there were parents. Not only did the pastor foster and help and groom and and be uh, someone to speak into the lives of these children they grew up and then they did the same so the children that he mentored the daughters that he mentored then brought they did the same thing and their foster children and adopted children they brought the broken they they adopted and fostered the broken the hurting the wounded those abandoned those abused they were in the church I had no clue before I got there, Harley. None. None at all. And I began to share how that I was so broken, so full of fear and timidity and rejection, which is not my personality, but it was the devil trying to distort it and cause me to not be who God created me to be and walk in my true identity. So I noticed that they were just listening like, I mean, they were just really listening. And there were young people in there, but the younger children 
well, I would say from like nine on down, we're, we're back in the kids' church and all that. And then I shared at 10 years old how I got saved, and I was the only one in my family got saved, and how that I started praying for my family one by one. Nobody in my family's going to church. Nobody. In fact, I, I am being dropped off at church at this point, mm-hmm. right? Because my biological dad came along the scene. He's the one that took me to church. I met him at school, brought me into the principal's office, called me in there, said, this is your daddy. That's how I met my biological dad. Believe it or not, you can't make this stuff up, Harley. You can't make this stuff up. So I met him. He's a precious man, sweet as he can be, gotten saved, and uh, just had had another family. So I, I shared that, and at 10 years old, he took me to church, to a Baptist church, and I got saved. And then I started praying for my family. Well, he took us to court. He wanted custody of me. My grandparents stepped in. I, my grandparents got custody of me. But look how God works. My grandparents started taking me to church and dropping me off because it would look better with a social worker. Now, think about that a minute. I would get dropped off. We moved away. We moved all the way to North Texas because my grandparents didn't want me to be around him. Okay? So we moved. And they thought it'd be better if I went to church. So they'd drop me off. But they didn't want any part of it. They didn't want to go. No. They were just backslidden away from God. You know, they, years ago they had served the Lord, but they were all alcoholics. Everybody was an alcoholic or sexual perversion. You know, everybody was, was messed up in my family. So I'm sharing this, and I'm thinking, wow, God, you know. But the whole thing, the whole services are about healing, spirit, soul, and body. So I'm sharing this, and uh, I said, I began to pray. It doesn't matter how old you are, God, God will hear your prayer. And I said, at 12 years old, I got filled with the baptism and the fire of the Holy Spirit, which totally changed and marked my life. And then the abuser, the main abuser, was my uncle. And how that, because the boldness and the courage of God came upon me, I stood up and I backed him down. And I said, you will never touch me again. And the fear of God came on him. And he never did it again. I'm telling you, that was only God. I was a scared little frail girl. He was six foot uh, two, six foot four, and about 200, and, you know, about 200 pounds. He's a big man. And so I'm sharing this. I have no clue there's abused teenagers in the, in the congregation. I had no clue that there was abuse, those that had been abused uh, that are now adults. No clue. All I know is, is everybody calls the pastor daddy. So at the end of the service, I said, those that, would li- that aren't going to be here tonight and you want prayer, come down. So there was a whole line of them. And I began praying for people. And I look, and there's p- uh, parents. I think you know, they're not biological parents. I didn't know it, but they're bringing little small children back from the, they're going and getting them. And they're holding, like one is holding the baby in the arms, saying, you know, this one was abused. Can you pray for this one? This one's very confused because of what they've gone through, what they've seen. And I'm just about to lose it. My heart is just breaking for them because I know. And so I prayed for people. And, uh, and I got to pray for a Muslim man that was, you know, blessed and ministered to. And uh, it was just amazing things God did. But that night, Harley, that night... I am sharing, and I kept hammering it in. I thought, well, dear Lord, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting everything around the scriptures of God wants you healed in your mind and breaking strongholds of wrong thinking, of fear and abuse. You're no longer a victim. God wants you well. God wants you whole. 
And, and so it's everything is going around that. But I'm sharing my personal testimony and how that at 12 years old, God called me into the ministry. At 12 years old, I began to pray for adults. At 12 years old, I began to be a, a children's, children's church leader. At 12 years old, God said, called me to, to sing. And I sang the first time when I was 12. And he said, you're going to preach the gospel at 12. And I have all these young people in there. And, but, and when I'm teaching or preaching, I'm really not looking specifically. I mean, I'm just, I know they're there, but I'm not really on purpose targeting that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just right. the word of God and God giving me that direction. At the end of the service, Harley, They began to stream up all these children, little children, all the way up to teenagers, and they got in line wanting me to pray for them. And they started to tell me their stories. And they started to tell me how, little children, I'm so stressed. I have anxiety. Can you pray for me? And if they didn't tell me what the need was, the adult that took them up would say, this one has had a really hard life. Can you pray for them? One by one by one by one. And they stood there, Harley, and they were hanging on every word of prayer. And then I shared with them, and I began to tell them, you're beautiful. You're of great value. You're of great worth. God has a great plan for your life. You are intelligent. You are created just the way God wants you. You are gifted. God, God has awesome things ahead of you. You are healed. You don't, you don't walk in fear. You walk in faith. You're a mighty man of faith. You're a mighty woman of faith. Telling these little children, God is, God's going to use you. Your prayers are just as powerful as mine. You can, you have as much authority in the name of Jesus as I do. Just like I was at 10 years old and I began to pray for my family and my mother stopped drinking and, be, and she was no longer an alcoholic and different ones in my family got saved and I shared with them how that the uh, in the when I was preaching how that my uncle who had sexually abused me for years and he was violent and he was he was a violent drunk and would use a knife sometimes to threaten me I shared how I was able to pray with him uh, when I was about 20 and God really touched him and it's not me it's him. But I think what happened, Harley, and I could just, I, I can barely even talk about it, is when I began to share how that the Lord healed me and all that I'd walked through as a child, the, the depression, the trauma, those little children and those teenagers saw hope. You're standing there. I'm standing there. In front there. of them, you survived yes. it, and God blessed you. Yes, and and of course, they, they thought that was funny. Someone asked me, well, are you a star? I said, no, I just get to shine <laughs> for Jesus, you know. But because they knew I had a TV program and a radio show, and I was standing before them preaching the word, something in their little spirits resonated, and they came up hope. Hope came alive, and hope in the parents. And I saw those little children, and they... As I was beginning to speak into them, their value and their worth and their identity, tears were pouring down. They weren't playing. They weren't punching each other, messing around. They were still, littlest all the way to the tallest, youngest, the oldest, not moving a muscle. And they are listening to every single word as I was speaking into their lives. 
how wonderfully they're made, how beautiful and how smart and how intelligent. And they are more than a conquerors. And I began to speak and I said, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The little group, they were just all kind of gathered around after I prayed for them separately. I said, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can do all things. You have the mind of Christ. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You are a disciple, taught of the Lord. Great is your peace and undisturbed composure. Those are all scriptures that helped me. Those are all scriptures that helped my children when I was raising them. And you know, I, when I left there, I mean, God did some amazing things in adults. And I know it was all him. I don't have the power to heal. I don't have the power to change somebody's life. But the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. If you can tell somebody I made it through hell and come out on the other side. And I may, be, may not be the most intelligent, uh, gifted, uh, educated, talented person. But I tell you what, God can redeem anything in your life and he can heal any brokenness that you have. And he can use you through it. He can use you in spite of it. He can use you with that and make it something that can change somebody's life. And as I stood there and I watched those little children, I am just, I am crying. At this point, I just, there's a point I am just boohooing. I'm still ministering because I could feel those, those children, those teenagers. I could feel the hurt. I could remember the hurt. I could remember the pain and the rejection and you the could sheer see it confusion. In their eyes. You could see, yeah, absolutely, Harley. You saw yourself in their eyes. That's exactly what happened. And my heart, my the compassion in my heart just rose up. And I knew that Jesus was the answer. And those little babies, those little bitty ones, all the way up, they gave me such a hug. And a, there was one little girl though; she kept trying to pull away. And I said, "Honey, hug me." Just stand here. I said, just grab hold of me. And I held on to her for a little bit and hugged her. And she had been through it, Harley. Yeah. She had been she didn't through want to be it. Touched. And yes, but I said, this is the way the Lord wants to embrace you every day and love on you. This is how much God loves you, honey. And God is speaking to you. God's, God's calling you. And it was just so powerful and amazing. I loved everything God did. But those children... I was undone. I was undone when I saw what God was doing in those babies. And this one little two-year-old that the lady brought up, the things that they told me that was going on in her life, I thought, oh, dear Father. But you know, our Father can turn it around. And He can father the fatherless. I know. He can absolutely father the fatherless. And we're fixing to go to a break, but... And we're going to continue. But you know, if you're listening today by a radio or if you're watching the Facebook Live and you're broken and you're hurting and you're wounding and you're wounded and you need help, would you call our prayer line? We have people that actually care about you, that actually know how to pray and actually believe in miracles. So I invite you to call 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. I promise you there's no hurt that the Lord cannot heal. There's no fear that the Lord cannot give you faith to overcome. There is nothing so difficult that God cannot turn around 
There's nothing God cannot do. He loves you. He's a miracle-working God, and He's a good God, and He's a good, good Father. No matter if you're still carrying the brokenness from your childhood and you're 80 years old, God can reach right through, and He can touch you, and He can heal you, and He can minister to you, and He can give you grace, and He can turn what the devil meant for harm and turn it for good. So I invite you to call 866 Two four one zero five seven nine, and please, please stay tuned. We're going to have a very short break, and we're going to continue with what God did, but what God wants to do for you, and in you, and through you. And I invite you to go to my website to lueda.org because I have on there the Pool of Bethesda, which I ministered from. Uh, that message is not the message I preached, the exact one, but it's on there that you can order, and it will help you. And uh, God is so good. And also I have on there, you can be healed in your body, mind, and spirit. So those things will help you. So you hang on, come back. We'll be right back. And uh, God's going to speak to you.